In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the number of seconds that it has to rain to cause the Hall of Dogma internet to die. <laughs> nice. Welcome in completely to episode 32 of the Gospel <laughs> Friends. I am David. I am Chase. <laughs> I am Nick, and apparently we don't do this in the same order I, anymore. I temporarily forgot the Seriously, normal order of guys, things. You guys both took goober pills this morning. That's my, that's my only explanation of the last... 10 minutes. Well, they protected me from getting a boil on my head. <laughs> it's not a boil. I don't have a boil. <laughs> you do. No, I don't. It's under... We've it's gone my, from it's a not, zit last week to an all-out boil Okay, you can't, you can't even see it. It's people. under my, my hair line. Well, I'm going to tell you this. If you keep touching it like you are, we're going to be able to see it next week from 20 paces. I'm trying to, oh leave, I'm trying to leave it alone. And you're preaching next week, too, so I everybody's going to be like... Oh my gosh! David's what is that? Try out different types of hats to preach in. <laughs> He's going for a new style. Have you, you, never, you should try a fedora. Have you never had a bump on your head like that, and you can't keep from touching it? My late uncle had a bump on his head like that. <laughs> God rest his soul. Wow! Oh, dang! My goodness. But, well, if you would like to provide cheap medical advice to David or sympathy instruction to Chase, you can reach us a number of different ways on Twitter at my gospel friends. You can join Ooh, the hall. Where we now have 17,000 followers, according to Chase. Yes, as in right before the show started. Was that the notification you got? No, I just checked. I just happened Good to Good job, me. Good job, David. I got the ball rolling. Yes, you did. All 10 of them you got. In. A house a house with a uh, shoddy foundation will not stand. There you go. I built the foundation. And well, you did a good job. Yep. Go ahead. How tall is the tower that Chase built if your foundation was only 10? <laughs> Just saying. All right. Uh, Twitter, at My Gospel Friends. We've got a Facebook group where we have lots of interesting discussions. This week has been no different. We have the best Facebook group there is. Oh, I have. Not the biggest, but the best. Yes. No doubt. I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but but the conversations have been a, a wide range of topics this week. But that's uh, facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. It is a private group, but we allow any entrance unless you become a goober a la David's uh, head boil, and then we will... Um, we'll let you in, but just don't misbehave once yes. you get in the door. We're a nice group of people, and we want to kind of keep it that way. If we wanted to go to war with other podcast Facebook groups, we'd win. We have you the think best. So? Yep, I agree. It's interesting. Uh, if you want to leave us a we have, message, we have a general. We do have a general. It's like the we have a Hulk thing. In yeah, Avengers. there you is. go. Uh, Speakpipe.com for our international livers. Um, I was looking through album artwork the other day, and I saw yep. that one. Go back uh, to international that episode. Wait, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. Yep. And then you can leave us a voicemail domestically at 205-575-9735. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I wanna, we haven't done this in a while. We would love to have you uh, new listeners or old listeners that have never rated us on iTunes. Go out and give us, uh, give us a review. That really helps us reach new people, and uh, we will give you a shout-out on the show and discuss your review, especially if it's nice. And speaking of <laughs> shout-outs, I want to shout-out to new listeners this week from Grenada. 
and the Isle of Man, which is pretty cool. So thanks for listening to the show, you guys or ladies. Did they um, did they leave a review or you're just looking at statistics? I'm just looking at the statistics. No okay. reviews yet. I'll, at least I haven't checked. Also, uh, Ecuador. We have actually several listeners in Ecuador. Do we really? Yes. Very so, cool. I haven't looked at the uh, iTunes reviews in a while, so do we have – Not a lot of new ones, no, but um, we haven't called for them in a while. Uh, well, we've just we've just called for it, so we we need to start bribing people with stuff. Well, but that's in the works, is it not, yep. Commander Jenkins? Commander, what? Yeah, so he, I, I he can was, tell you weren't paying was, attention. He was but it's okay. He was asleep. He, I was I was looking at something in the show notes. He's reading so about was, Alabama recruiting because you know there's nothing else going on with them right now. Anyway, so what's on tap for today, guys? Auburn real busy this time of year. What's on tap for today? Hey, I've, I'm uh, kind of introducing the main discussion that we're going to have. We're going to talk about Perry Noble's comments that the Bible is as important as rotten goat cheese. I'm not sure that's what that article said. <laughs> oh, my, That might be a slightly out-of-context quote that I totally made up. He did, however, say community is more important than the Bible. We'll wow. find out if he's right later on. Nicholas in this discussion. Yes. You what, what are you doing today? What am I doing? Today? Yeah. I'm recording the podcast. What are you doing? What are you bringing to the table? Bringing to the table. Yep. You got to bring something the to the podcast table. Podcast getting put on the internet. You got to bring something to the table because there's competition out there for your seat. Really? Yep. We're gonna do this. I talked to Captain Cadaver this week. Okay. On the phone. Cool. He did talk to Captain Cadaver. I, I can confirm that. He did. Does Captain Cadaver know how to post podcasts and do all the recording fancy stuff that um, Nuclear Nick knows how to do? I wouldn't get that far. Well, but, it's I mean, really important to find out before you threaten how hard can his be? seat. It's Nick. Well, he edits it, too. <laughs> you, too, can receive a phone call from one of the gospel friends um, for nineteen ninety nine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> per half hour. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No, it's not that kind of, it's not that kind of went off the rails <laughs> there. It's not that kind of call. Okay, uh, let's let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> Captain Cadaver, Nick and I want to take this opportunity to apologize for anything that David might have said on the phone. We will refund your 1999 as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> and the soiling of his reputation. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's early on in the show. We're about seven minutes in, and we have left the reservation by I, uh, several counties. I don't know that I have ever seen David's face that red. Oh, well, that was hilarious. Sometimes it's embarrassing to be caught in a, a sin or a sinful you know type situation. My goodness. Did either one of you guys ever used to call the uh, Hulk Hogan hotline, the 1-900 Hulk Hogan number? I, I never oh, have. Did you, for real, do that? Anyway, so what I I'm, used Hulk Hogan I've got in a sermon to, illustration. You did today. use Hulk Hogan. I don't ever actually remember calling it, but I do remember that they would broadcast that every week on wrestling. You could call and hear the daily message from Hulk. That's awesome. Are you okay? I'm. Right. You look <laughs> Just, a little discombobulated I'm, there. I'm trying. Your to, eyes uh, are watering. Yeah. Your your boil is pulsating. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just just so everybody can be clear, there's no boil that anyone can see. I have a blemish of some kind on the side of my head that is bothering me, and so I was. I'm just kind of getting you back for. I was you just held your finger you over the glass. Okay, it is so. No, it is nothing like your zit. That zit. That zit would have had to have gotten its own postal address had it remained. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. 
Well, let's we have a non hundred number two. After <laughs> after that insult, you can uh, expect a lot more boil jokes for the rest of the show because I'm mad. <laughs> no. Okay, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, we're we're, we're gonna go we're gonna start out it. the new year with uh, what were you thinking? Global edition, trying to hit some of our. Uh, we're going to start in, in some of our one of our favorite spots, Australia. Surely this is going to be serious because you know we've kind of been goofy up to this. Yeah, point. so we'll get serious now. Uh, headline from uh, the uh, Gold Country in, uh, or excuse me, the Gold Coast in Australia. Bizarre open air urinals spark criticism in Australia. <laughs> oh, this is great. After nearly a decade, great. you call this great. This is what why part of this is supposed to be great. Oh, this is this, stories like this is why I listen to this show. Okay, after nearly a decade of trying to manage public urination in a busy nightclub strip, Australia's Gold Coast what? City Council has finally hit upon an idea: temporary outdoor urinals. The loos are primarily aimed at drunken men who tend to relieve themselves in front of businesses and in alleyways. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the ingen- ingenious this solution. Is the problem your city has, you have much bigger problems that you're not addressing. Yeah. Wow. Well, here's the uh, so there's a big. Um, let me let me show you guys a picture of some. Oh, please don't. So Chase, there's some people using the the outdoor. Oh rooms. yeah, I've totally found it? that. Yeah. There's uh, a little privacy <laughs> bar. Oh, with uh, the, how quaint! It's but the privacy bar 40 doesn't. Inch, yeah. Forty-eight inches tall. What so do, what do you do if you're a little person? Well, look at that guy in the background. What's he doing? Well, he's using the loo from the the. Well, there's two ways to to use the loo, Chase. There's a, a we'll call it number one way and number two way, <laughs> and Listen, he's using it the number two way. American urinals. There's just one the one way to use it. So apparently, in the Gold Coast city, and, and I would point. Uh, well, okay. There's a there's a well, little young person there. He's watching. Yeah. I know. Okay. So according to – well, that's one of the problems with the lose. That's one of the criticisms that's happening in Australia. So, yeah. All right. So the council in Gold Coast City said this is the only way to manage the problem of public urination that has plagued um, this area uh, in Surfer's Paradise, southeastern Queensland. Uh, authorities simply do not have the manpower to find all the people who urinate in public in these areas. Holy cow! <laughs> they they uh, stagger out of the nightclubs. They don't seek out public toilets. They have urinated in shop fronts, windows, and on footpaths. So they have just set outside the nightclubs these open-air urinals for people to use. But locals are not happy because, lo and behold, they stink and also, as you can see from the picture, they don't uh, offer a lot of privacy. No, they sure don't. Um, so, uh, the uh, a lot of a lot of the locals are not happy with the uh, with the open air lose. I don't see how they could be, David. I'm going to say there's probably a. Uh, Surely there was a better way for them to handle the situation there. There's got to be. And by the way, I think this is the story that finally is going to lose us uh, Lifeway as a sponsor. But <laughs> I don't know. They've, they've hung on till this point. Maybe they'll keep hanging on. I wonder if Dan lives anywhere near the uh, Gold, Gold Coast. I don't oh. know if he does. Please explain. Hey, this. how about a bit of trivia? The city furthest away from our fair city, Birmingham, Alabama, is Perth, Australia. Really? Yeah, at least Perth. the major city furthest away from us is Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia. By the way, they paid uh, $5,500 um, for each of these temporary loos. 
How much? $5,500. Well, just looking at them, they got ripped off. <laughs> I could have built one of those things for about $50. The city council, um, after uh, in a couple of weeks, they are um, they're going to go back and add um, larger shields to create more privacy. Uh, so, we not, I mean, that's just not something I, I guess. I don't. Do you guys go to a lot of nightclubs around here? I don't really do the nightclub thing. I I don't the either. Chase. I don't. I look. I, so I don't know, know if we have that issue here in um, in uh, the deep south. Going on a we're going on a cruise in February. By the way, we'll have to get maybe Captain Cadaver or the General or somebody to pinch hit for me. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. Go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> going on a cruise. I, I've realized doing a little research. First one ever. You've been on a cruise. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. I never have. So, are you trying to say that to make me? No, I'm just saying I've never been on a oh, cruise yeah. before. But uh-huh. one thing I've discovered in my research: people drink. This conversation is as awkward as you think it is. Okay. It's not awkward. People it drink over here. alcohol more than I have ever realized. I mean, I throw back a beer, you know, every now and again. I suppose Bible doesn't prohibit that, but there are people that are hardcore into drinking. You know. Just that's all they talk about on the cruise message boards. Yeah, cruising, cruising is uh, there's there's a lot of alcohol consumption on the cruises. I thoroughly enjoyed our cruise. And, and Nick, it is not awkward for Chase to go on a cruise. It would thank you. It would be awkward if Chase was going on a cruise with one of our mutual best friends and we were all staying at home. That would be awkward. Well, Nick, but, I think we're going to have a blast. I'll just say that. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. China. Chinese maternity hospital lets expecting dads experience labor pains. No. <clears throat> when a recent study revealed that expectant mothers want no. more empathy for their spouses, Chase, the executives I need, a, I need another veto. The executives at Ama Maternity Hospital in Eastern China came up with a wonderful idea. They call it Pain Experience Camp. With the blue mic. Okay. The camp. <laughs> All right, so, All right, so at this point in the show, <laughs> cruising and drinking, I think that's a good topic. Well, look, I mean, I really can see what, what the appeal I would be. <laughs> the camp offers fathers-to-be the chance to experience the pain of childbirth by giving them electric shocks through special pads placed on their bellies. Sorry, I, I got time to swallow. The shocks stimulate labor pains called by causing muscles to spasm. That was That was quite a... Was that an intentional pause there? No. So oh, okay. the so the, the the mothers want more empathy from their spouses, and so you can go to these this pain experience camp. Which, by the way, they've set some of these up in the mall. So like you like you'd be going to the mall, and they have those little kiosk up. So here's a guy on the couch at the pain experience camp. Oh yeah, they got his. Uh, and so they put these little uh, got the electrodes right put on the, the little pads on the belly there, and then they they began to turn on the the pain. And uh, they start at one, and it goes all the way up to ten. So, by uh, the um, some of the guys have only made it to four or five, while there have been a few man a few men who have uh, made it up to ten, uh, but they yelled out in pain and clenched their fist, begging the nurse to stop. So, um, now first of all, I I uh, would love to see. You know, one of you guys do this. See, see if you could think you could take it. I think I could get to, I don't know, eight, nine. Eight or nine? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe ten. I mean, gosh, what are we talking about here? What kind of electricity is streaming through your inner being? Have you ever – okay, so 
I go to a chiropractor periodically, and they yeah. have this this device that's designed to cause your muscles to constrict, so it'll yeah, they'll, they'll like work. a tens thing. Yeah, and so I've, I've had that. I mean, I don't know how far up they go on that thing, but they can make you involuntarily yeah scrunch you up. Yeah, so I'm thinking something like that designed to inflict pain rather than maybe where that can be painful. That type of technology designed to inflict pain rather than just constrict a muscle, I could see it being substantial. Song Song Silong, who made it to level seven before asking the system to be turned off, said it felt like my heart and lungs were being ripped apart. I don't. I don't. What is the push for? I've never understood this. The push for, um, the push for women wanting men to understand the pain of childbirth. I mean, I, I don't. I've never really gotten that. It's not. It's not like men have never experienced pain before. I mean, right? Maybe this is. Maybe this is women getting us back for sending them to work. I mean, that was our part of the curse. Work. No comment from anybody. I'm scared to comment okay. right now. Well, I mean, that was it. There was a. There was a fall of man. There was a curse. Men had to work really hard. Women would experience pain in childbirth. We've swapped those around a little bit, I guess. Indeed. That was a good I guess I'm just going to stand I guess, McConnell. I guess I'm just going to stand out here on this island by myself. I huh? guess so. You, and Members of the uh, National Organization of Women and other ladies groups, you may send your emails to J. David McConnell. All right. At, I'm more of a complementarian and don't have anything against women working outside the home at all i just don't sure think they should have that burden alone so. agree oh shoot agreed well then jesus seen Look, i in, love being a dual income family so jesus seen in and no, my wife's never wanted not, me that's and not, my wife's never wanted me to have contractions but that's so. not the case that's not the same thing i'm talking about i know we've had for many years alice and i both worked she worked outside the home i worked but that's not what I'm talking about. That's not. It was just fun to watch you squirm. <clears throat> no, I mean, for, I'm for not, the listeners out there, I, I am no way am like faulting David. I was just really watching him squirm. It was pretty oh, funny. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't have an issue. This is not about women working outside the home. But what here's here's where I will I will join but, David on anti-feminist island. But what I don't understand is if if the wives have wanted to have children and wanted to have children and wanted to have children and asked to be mothers and then they are walking through the mall and they say, you need to know how this is going to feel. Well, hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> because this is, it's not like I'm over here going, you need to be a mom. You need to be a mom. You need to be a mom. Okay. I, I want to know what it feels. You know, you see what I'm saying? What I can see is the both sides of it. My wife has never said to me, I, I wish you understood the pain of it, see, childbirth. And Lisa hasn't either, but you know, She's mentioned to me the pain of childbirth, but she's never said. The only concern I had was the comment you made about how women who stay at home don't actually do any work. (laughs) Nick might actually edit that out. I don't, you know, come to think of it. It was a little offensive. Yeah, I had that listed Uh, on edit point. So six eleven. I didn't. um, I didn't actually say that. Can you edit that part out too? (laughs) The part where he disavowed all knowledge of it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. There will. I I was simply saying. 
There, read Genesis. Watching David. I'm not squirming. Read Genesis. There's a curse of the fall. I, I, if I started, we both know that and agree with you. You're, but when I made my statement, both of you shriveled up and turned toward the corner and started convulsing. Like, so I. No, I sat here much. I just watched you. I, I had my little Chinese device up to nine. That's what. I, that's why I was convulsing. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing it during the show. That's how tough I am. I think men. <laughs> I think men. I think men should bear the curse. That's the same sound. I think That's men the should same sound bear the curse from, from Genesis. The Atwood's neighbor. It, it certainly is. I, I think I just did the uh, best imitation of that. Sorry, David. We're cutting your serious hey, David. talk off with our goofiness. David. Finally, we love you. Finally, Huffington Post uh, had a um, had a final year ender. No, all the sacred no sightings of Jesus for the year. What? I know you guys are familiar with this. From time to time, someone finds Jesus' face in... Look, um, when I want news on Jesus, I tell you what, Huffington Post, number one. (laughs) Oh, my. That's where I go. Uh, Jesus seen (laughs) this year... if he offended the National Organization of Women, (laughs) you just made a lot of people... Top top sightings of Jesus this year was uh, in a piece of chicken, smoke plumes, and a garden gnome. (laughs) There's Jesus in the chicken. Well, I mean, I do see a bearded face there. Then we assume oh, we know goodness. what Jesus looks like. So these are we get these from time to time where people, you know, they make a piece of toast or they um, get a chicken McNugget or something, and then they say, um, "Oh, there's Jesus," and it becomes a big sensational story. This was Jesus um, in a wave in England. I don't really see it as much, like. I see there's a guy. Oh, there's there. like a nose there. There's a nose there, but I don't really say how how do you know that's Jesus? That's anyway, it's uh you can find this if if you're a big Huffington Post person or you can just google it, but um um have you guys ever uh, so this guy spotted uh Jesus in a split open tree trunk and he calls it Tresus. I'm scared to comment here too, but for more eternal sort of reasons. Well, I didn't call it Tresus. We're we're commentating on what happened. That's troubling. That's my comment. Of all of these things, Jesus in the piece of chicken um, looks the most like Jesus to me. Ernesto Hernandez was bi- about to bite into a chicken breast when he saw something bizarre. I was about to bite my piece of chicken, and it looked right at me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm looking for the garden on one hole. The garden on, yeah, it's it's on there. And Jesus in a smoke plume. So, uh, anyway, have you guys ever saw Jesus in... You know, cereal chase or cat no. Mountain Dew or something like that. I have not. You understand? I'm not being blasphemous. I'm making fun of people who who see Jesus in various products. So you say? <laughs> I, that's what I'm doing. Maybe that thing on your head is affecting your judgment today. Nick, you ever ever seen Jesus in uh, fried chicken or beer? Because. <laughs> According to the pre-show, I that's never you, thought that's, I would hear that question come out of your mouth. That's your David uh, McConnell. That's your favorite diet. We're doing this now. Watch you guys this. realize y'all were actually supposed to talk on the podcast, right? You have scary stories today. It's not scary. I'm making well, you're fun. In a woman, one Look, doesn't. I think it's I think it's it's ridiculous to be on the evening news that someone found what appears to be a 
the likeness of Jesus in their pepperoni pizza. I just think that's I think that, is pretty, that is pretty ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, and I'm making fun of that. I'm not making fun of Jesus. I love Good. Jesus. Nick and I think it's funny to let you kind of blow in the wind every now and then. Yeah. It's good for your you know, this humility woman, and character development. This woman found God in her hairline. Maybe that's, <laughs> that's what I got going on up here. Oh, she did. It actually spells out God. Does it really? I can't really see that far. Oh, it does. Well, that's something. Interesting. All right. That's going to conclude, uh, what were you thinking, Global Edition, oh, the, first of the, the first of the year. Chase, let's, let's talk about something serious, and maybe you'll actually converse now. I'm ready. Really. I'm going to act real. Saved. I'm going to act real nervous about whatever you say and, and refuse to talk. Thank you. You get me back. I've I've been saving my voice for this story, so I'd be able to okay. project well. Head on. Uh, okay. So, um, December nineteenth, two thousand fourteen, Pastor Perry Noble uh, wrote an article that says ten convictions. I have about the church, and it's basically a top ten list, not a lot of explanation. Uh, One of them has generated quite a bit of controversy. I'm not going to read all of them to you, but I'm uh, going to give a few of them to you. And very quickly, how about you say like it or lump it, and we'll kind of go back to our our old days of uh, big deal, little deal. Um, If churches – Well, actually, we we wouldn't say like it or lump it during big deal or little deal. Didn't we? No, that's – that is was, that a different one? Hey, yeah, that, you're mixing up two segments. I'm, I'm getting old. My brain doesn't work as well as it used but to. But go ahead. Well, you could it still was, like it. It was the evolution it. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's all kind of yeah. part of the same game. We just haven't done it in a while. Okay. Anyway. So here we go. Well, like it or lump it. Are we going to say yeah. like it or lump it or big deal? We're going to say oh like gosh. it or lump it. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's the name of the segment. Yeah, like it or lump it. Here it is. It, Perry Noble says, if churches do not learn how to reach people on their mobile devices, we will soon not reach them at all. Big deal. Okay, let's try again. Rewind just a little bit. This is like it or lump it. This the is game David's where I vengeance. read something, and you right, say I'm, whether I'm, you like it or I'm lump serious it. now. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if churches do not learn how to reach people on their mobile devices, we will soon not reach them at all. And is that a lump? Or is that a buzz? I don't know. I just needed to throw okay, my – Nick, oh, that, it's not okay. buzz, buddy. It's like or lump. No, I see I've chosen a very complicated game that you guys are having a difficult time following along with. All right, with. I'm going to um, – okay, let me, let me think. You have an immediate response? I'm, I'm debating here in my mind. <clears throat> if, uh, no, I disagree. Disagree. Okay, go ahead and explain why, and I'm going to continue with my thought in my mind, in my head. I, I think that's the easy answer. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the only way. Um, I think if, if – I think it's more relational. I think that's the way you reach people. Um, I, I think devices are a way to stay connected with people you're already connected with. But I don't think anybody's going to go searching for Perry Noble in the app store unless they know who Perry Noble is. How does how do you find out who Perry Noble is? Um, through by listening to the Gospel Friends podcast. Well, today you do. Um, but I think more of that happens through reaching people. Uh, happens through. All right, good. I'm going to give him a slight lump. Slight lump. <laughs> yeah. Very similar to... Like the one... On, no, no. Oh, keep yeah. going. It's not going... This is not a gigantic zit. <laughs> Point to chase. No gigantic zit, only a slight lump. Okay. Um, and my Fair. reason... Can we start doing like it a bit on a chase zit or David Boyle scale? Yes. No, that could be that's it. That's disgusting. That could be it. Y'all are making everybody at home uncomfortable with all this constant boil and zit talk. Uh, you started it. I did Okay, not. Here, here's the slight lump. My, I Ultimately, it, it almost sounds like he's saying... 
if 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 we don't reach people on their mobile devices, the church is going to die off, which I think is a similar to um, another article that's got posted in the Hall of Dogma this week. And I just don't I don't I mean, number one, I'm a reform guy and just don't buy that. Yep. I don't I don't think salvation and the church is going to end because we're not reaching people on their mobile devices. Correct. Um, I don't think that's a requirement. However, I will say I get I do get the wisdom in having if you if you have the ability I, I do get the wisdom in having a good online presence because sure. I think culture has has changed there we're, we're trying to sell our house right now um, we have sold our house how much you want for it I mean we <laughs> might have a buyer like somebody out there listening one fifty one fifty two five and you can live very close to the uh, Hall of Dogma church. Yeah. So message me for Rev details. Verbage's house. Will you autograph it for him? Oh absolutely. Sweet. I'll write my name all over the walls if that's what they want. Uh but uh so but when we sold our house ten years ago, you know, they actually still would do things like do open houses and, you know, um Real estate books and things like that. Today, if you want to sell your house, you got to have a great online presence because mm-hmm. people people go online first, and and I do that. If I'm going to check a church out, um, which I I don't because you know I pastor one, but if I'm going to check out someone's church, I am going to the website. I'm going to go. I'm going to Google the church name. Maybe go listen to a sermon. Check out the website for what it's about. So I get where he's coming from. I think I think if you have the capability now, if you don't have anybody in your church that knows how to do it, and the only way you know they can build a a website is like through front page or something with a bunch of those little front page ninety eight baby gifts. Um, I would skip it. There you go. All right, I agree with you guys. I think uh, I think he goes too far. At the same time, I think churches that don't do anything. Uh, with mobile devices, are uh, several years behind in technology, and there's no there's no reason for that. Witness where people are, and people are on their mobile mobile devices. Yeah, I like much. what I do like what Nick said about the relationship aspect. That's uh, ultimately reaching people uh, for the gospel. That's good, good Nick. Uh, we'll give you a uh, gospel friends one cape for that one. Nice. There you go. Okay. All right, a couple more, then we'll get to the main topic. Although we spent a lot of time on that one, there's some actually some pretty good discussion meat here. Number three, it's not a lack of prayer that is holding most churches back, says Perry Noble. It's a lack of preparation. We need to prepare for messy people to actually show up and not ask them to leave because they do not have the appearance of perfection. I agree with his his statement, but you, I think you leave prayer out of it. All right, so no so prayer in the no church at all for, for Nick. No, no, okay. no, no, um, no. I'm point. saying no, 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 no. George Mueller spinning in his nose. I I think he threw prayer in there. I I don't know why he associated prayer with that. Probably so our podcast would talk about it. Maybe, but... uh, It's provocative. Trying to get on the show, Perry. That's the thing. I I think you can make that the entire rest of that statement without bringing prayer in as as a factor. Good point. That bothers me. Yeah, I don't know why why he made that connection either. I mean, but if you're if you're comparing the two, I don't. Does he explain it further than the headline? I'm just looking at a top ten list. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you have to dummy down prayer in order to maybe maybe. And I don't know why prayer preparation in prayer. uh, No, Noble is. I I I like. I don't know. Have you either one of you guys ever listened to him? Uh, off and on. Okay. All right. So back in 2009, 2010, I, I podcasted a lot listening to Perry Noble. Um, he um, he was – I don't know who turned me on to him, but I started listening to a lot of his stuff. 
And uh, I like the guy. Um, I always, quite honestly, found him to be fairly, uh, more than fairly, uh, quite biblical in terms of he would preach the word and he would preach it hard. Um, and and he, he, he did not back down from what the word said. Um, so I never had an issue with with that. He's he's friends with uh, Stephen Furtick, who I, I probably wouldn't describe Furtick quite that same way. But Noble is a he is a, a presentation guy. I mean, he's you know what what they do there. You know, he's all about presentation. He's the guy that they you know start off some of their ser- one of their Easter services. They started off with uh, Highway to Hell, I think, Ooh, uh, being, pray- being played. And so, you know, he, he's a big presentation guy. And one of the things that ultimately led me to stop listening to him is just, I just wasn't on the same page with him when it came to church thought. Um, for example, for a long time, he would not if, – if you were of a certain age, I'm going to say 10, not sure that I'm getting the age right. But if you were of 10 or younger, you cannot come into the main auditorium for services, you have to go to children's church. Was this the church that uh, booted the? No, 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 no. That, okay, that, was, okay. that was that was verdicts. But right. this is um, no. You could not come in the main service if you were under a certain age. And he was not apologetic apologetic about that. He simply said, "Our view is we we want kids teachers teaching kids so they can learn the gospel and they don't need to be in here." And um, you know, and and parents would come and say, "Well, I want my child to sit with me." And his answer was, "Well, that's great. Just don't come here. Go okay. to a different church." Let's real quick go over to Vadi Bakum and see what <laughs> Vadi has to say about that. Vadi, okay, back to you, Dave. All right, so uh, good response from Vadi. But anyway, that that was, you know, Perry is a presentation guy, so I can understand him saying it's all about you know it's about preparation. And quite honestly, I do think there is there is much need for preparation for. Um, services, although um, I, w- I would not, you know, put that in like a cage match against prayer. I mean, that's, I don't yeah, understand look, No church is praying there. so much that they don't have time to prepare. Nobody, yeah. nobody you can't is say, doing well, that. We would have prepared, but we were, but we were too busy we were too, praying. We, I mean, we whoa. started praying Friday and everybody knows till, the church is flooded with prayer right now. That's a silly thing to say. No sarcasm. That is probably the silliest thing on this list. Although number eight is interesting, and okay. then we'll get to the actual the meat of the story, which we won't be able to spend as much time on because some of these, the rest of these are so interesting. Number eight, are you ready? Perry Noble says the world would change in an unbelievable way if the church would attack the issue of obesity as relentlessly as it attacks the issue of homosexuality. It would also be way more relevant to the church. Hmm. Do you guys like it or lump it? Okay. Go ahead, Nick. Buddy. <laughs> Nick, um, Nick, who just finished up a big crate of uh, sweet and sour chicken and rice. It was delicious. Egg rolls. Well, I would have had lunch. Wow. I, well, actually a lunch-sized portion, but I would have had lunch on time if uh, David could stick to his meeting time quota. But yeah. It was a lunch-sized portion if you're three people. There's three of us in here. <laughs> um, you should have shared. Um, what were we talking about? That sounds sensationalist to me. Like it. Okay, does he really believe that the world, like the world, would be better if Christianity had attacked obesity because he believes obesity is a problem? Ultimately, I think he's saying he's pointing out that the church is ignoring certain sins in favor of other sins. I think well, they're attacking the easy saying the qu- I'm sorry, excuse me. They're attacking quote unquote easy sins. Well, quite frankly, I, I hope we're not 
I hope we're not attacking obese people or homosexuals. I hope we're not well, – what was the thing he said up here about throwing people out? I hope we're not throwing messy people out. Um, surely churches aren't doing these sorts of things, and the ones that do are few and far between and more Westboro-esque than the real church of God. Uh, but well, I think I think you can mean attacking. I think you can say the word attacking, and what he means is addressing. And he said I sure he did, would use he that did word say here he did say attacking attack. the sin, not the sinner. And so when you talk about a church attacking a sin, I, I, I can see where the way we would articulate That's it. Point, well, they made. are they are addressing an issue. Yeah, you know. So there may be some some verbiage there that, as David said, is sensationalist. But but I actually have heard many people. Talk a lot about, especially in the South, you know, obesity in the pulpit. And there's even a local minister I know of that a friend of mine sat under for a while. He he went to his con. <laughs> I'm sorry, I read something funny somewhere else. Keep on. Wow, just Chase laughed at something the way I said something, and then he tried to cover it up by headline. Um, I was reading a Marmaduke cartoon, and it was hilarious. Continue, Did you Dick. say people I, I sat under an obese pastor? <laughs> hey, hush. <laughs> I'm trying to get us out of this mess I somehow got us into. The pastor basically, he he went to the congregation and repented and, and subsequently lost. Really, guys? So he doesn't sit on anybody anymore? <laughs> This is terribly offensive. I apologize to all listeners of the show for what I started. Go ahead, Nick. I, let I'm me sorry. tell you, I get in trouble at I'm home sorry, for Nick. when I laugh, too, so don't just think it's on the air. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Just the idea that, that obesity is indicative of, indicative of sin as much as, as anything else. Um, you know. I, I, yeah, it's uh, – I'm like you. I hope that we're not attacking people. Uh, I think – uh, Desiree Johnson was talking in the Hall of Dogma this week about how sometimes it is, um, you know, you maybe there's the actual church and things that happen in churches, then there's the social media idea of what happens in churches, and that things tend to it's get very clever, clever thing to say. T- things tend to get overblown. Um, and by the way, uh, I'm saying Desiree, but um, if I'm mispronouncing your name, please let us know. Could be Desiree. Um, but uh, Miss Angry Grandma on Twitter is how I know her. Uh, but I think Speaking that of, we might have a possible superhero name for her today. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. So I actually think that's that was a really good point. So you know, I don't know how many churches are we throwing. You know, where, where people are really being thrown out because they don't look perfect. That definitely happens. I think I've heard horror stories from people about someone being rejected out of a church because they weren't dressed appropriately or something like that. But I, I don't think that's by and large what, what is happening. Um, I but, sure hope. But back to his issue, I, look, I do think we have pet sins and things that we um, things that we uh, harp on. And, and I, I've used the obesity thing to, uh, you know, to talk before about how we'll attack people who, you know, or we'll, we'll go after alcohol and people drinking alcohol um, but we do it while we head out to the buffet to gorge ourselves. And look, I'm I'm right up there. I love to eat. I mean, I'm and I'm a big fan of eating, and I like good food. And I most of the time eat beyond what I need just to get full. So um, that, that's probably something for for me to consider. But 
it just sounds to me like he's trying to make you know a, a, a point about hypocrisy in, in kind of a sensational way. That's my I may hope. be wrong. That, I, I hope he's just trying to make a point and it's just sensationalized. And, and anyway, that's my hope. All right, guys. Now this is the main one, although we we'll probably only need to spend a couple of minutes on it. Perry Noble says, and this is probably the one that's generated the most controversy. Community is more important than reading the Bible. The early church didn't have the Bible for the first 300 years of Christianity, but they did have one another. That's a curious thing to say. What do you think, guys? Like it or lump it? Well, they they didn't have the Bible as we have it today, but they had Scripture. Well, they had the King James Version, did they not? <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, yes. they did. That's the one uh, yes. they did. Um the uh, old paths guide will be happy to hear that. He'll probably give you a hearty, Shout out. hearty hey man <laughs> yes. to that. Uh, they had scripture. They did have scripture, and they got. And when they came together in Acts, they poured over that scripture. Indeed. So I think to say that for years the church didn't have the Bible; they just had each other is a little, little off the mark. A little bit of a miss there, yeah. swinging a miss. Yeah, that true would be story. My fault. Um. But, I mean, I'll ask you guys, which is more important, the Bible or community? Why, why are we pairing them up against each other? That's the thing that I don't get. Why, well, why if, we, Perry, we're here. This, we could ask him. I don't, know, is, I, don't know why he's, I don't know why he's pairing them in competition. It, it's, it goes back to the, the thing he mentioned with, with prayer a minute ago and preparedness. Why do you have to either pray or be prepared? Why can't you pray, pray in preparation, and then prepare? You know what? Why do you have to have the Bible or community? Why can't you have a community surrounded around the the, the Bible? I, I don't get why he's he's putting two these things against one another. I think I think his point is probably right, especially maybe in a church his his size, where maybe there's not as much community. Everybody wants to come on Sundays. Get their get their worship, get their word, get it off a checklist. Hey, what's our reading plan? Okay, and then get back to their lives. And and he's he may be trying to pull his congregation to say, Hey, guys, let's let's be a community. I, I I get that, but why do you why do you have to contrast that against the word? I, right, that, well, you know, I, I don't I don't know why he wrote it the way he did, but let, let's let's take the article or let's take the question. Okay, um, there are no doubt maybe in some churches where there's a high emphasis put on Bible study with very little emphasis put on community. And there are probably some churches and small groups where there's a high emphasis put on community, but a lower emphasis on the Bible, on Scripture. I've heard of churches doing community groups and small groups that were based on coming together and playing Ultimate Frisbee and maybe some Bible study on the side or something like that. So, um, you know, we maybe could ask the question like that who who's who's further off the mark churches that are you know obviously the the goal is to have both yeah. but who's further off the mark a, a church that's deep in study but low on community or a church that's high on christian community not so much on not as deep on study it's a great question a, a church that fully centers on community and, and almost the total absence of scripture is is not going to be a godly community it's going to be a toxic community mm. there is no community there's no godly community or self-help uh, yeah precisely BS. yeah I mean, so it, it'll be heresy 
or uh, false, uh, you know, false sort of community. It won't be anything real. It'll be toxic. Um, I don't think you can have genuine God community apart from the Word of God. Okay, and that, I think that I, I think that yes, that's that's the great point. Is that for it to truly be community, it's in gospel-driven community. The words got to be there, and and I I could I could hear Emmanuel being here now and saying well, you know it's it's you know I think he jokes about you know the church has this thing about everything they do they have to turn into a church service. So every time you get together, you have mm-hmm. to True. have some worship, have some prayer, have some Bible study. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Um, right. So right now we're we're in a. Um, a new gospel community where we call small groups here at the Hall of Dogma Church. One of the listeners to the podcast, Josh, he's leading that, doing an excellent job with it. One of the things he's really been stressing with us is the need for people in the church to have deeper gospel conversations. Much of what you were talking about, Chase, when you preached this morning about um, more accountability and deeper conversations with each other about gospel things. And and so... um, you know, I feel like I'm in community with you guys. We obviously have a good time, love each other, kid each other, and sometimes we just get together to. Are we sure on the second one? Uh, you know, it just okay. depends on I the think day. We love each other, and and sometimes we get together just to watch a football game mm-hmm. or something. But what makes us in community ultimately is our is is when is going deep together and gospeling each other and asking hard questions and. And, and having deep conversations, which this whole podcast was kind of built off that concept of what we we do. Mm-hmm. And and that's what drives the community forward. So it's it's not you know, it's not um and or here. It's we need both. That community is driven by the word, the 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 community needs the word, the community's created by the word, and and let's have both and um and and not pit them against each other in which one's more important because yeah. they both they go together. It's like saying what's more important, your heart or your lungs, or your heart or your brain. Well, you, you, neither question. It's not answerable. Yeah, you can't yeah. live without them. The flip side of what I said earlier is you can't value the word and follow it and really live it and not give yourself fully to godly community, despite the fact that there are many Christ, quote Christians out there that say that. Um, I'm just going to do it on my own, etc. A, a person who says that does not, quite frankly, respect the word. I'm not saying they have to show up to every church service. I'm just saying that there is no Christianity in the Bible apart from godly community. There is no, no. solo Christianity. And I'm not even sure it has to look like a church service. I mean, I think there are things in the New Testament that, that indeed. I think there are things in the New Testament that are characteristic of a gathering. We can find instructions where Paul talks about when you come together. You know, some have a hymn, some have a word, some have a. So I think there are things that I don't think you can just get together down at Starbucks and talk about, you know, the 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 how pitiful your day was and call that church. Right. Um, but church doesn't have to be stereotyped of in a building on a Sunday, 9 a.m. But he's using the word you know. community here too. And, and, and I think that's part of the community is that if you had a crappy day and you have a choice of how you're going to respond, if you've got a vent, I would much more strongly encourage someone, find a brother and sister who will listen 
And if you just need to be listened to that day, listen. If you need to be prayed for, we'll pray for you. If you need your butt whooped because you feel too sorry for yourself, they'll they'll push you in the right direction. We do that. I, we got that covered. Yeah, well, but but I think that would be better than you know calling up your buddy from high school who still lives in his mom's basement. And y'all go grab a brew while you watch the game, yes. and, and you yeah. know, or, or or other alternatives. And so, no, it's not church. But I think when he when he goes to that larger idea of community, I I agree with. I agree there that that's where community is is important. You know. When I was teaching youth, I used to tell them it's it's, it's have friends outside the church, but sure. the people who speak into your life the most, yes. the people that you are listening to and taking counsel and advice from, need to be other believers. I agree. But yeah. and and the Bible points us to counseling each other and counseling each other with the Word, and so that community, that Scripture, they go together, and I think. You know, like you said, you truly are not going to have Christian community without the Word. Not saying that you've got to have a Bible study every time you come together, sure. but out without the Word informing it and driving it and building it, it's really not going to be Christian community. Yeah. Anyway. Amen. Good, good word. All right, guys, we're going to shift out of seriousness for just a couple of minutes, get into a serial review, and then we'll hand the ball to you, Nick, for the Hall Monitor segment to kind of get us towards uh, closing out. Guys, here's the question for you today. Rather than review a new serial, I'm going to ask you to think about what is your favorite no longer extant serial? What is your favorite serial that can no longer be purchased in the United States of America? I'll give you about 60 seconds to think about that, and I'll give you my two favorite serials. And we'll throw this out for the Hall of Dogma as well. Uh, somebody started a discussion over there. What is the best cereal that is no longer available on the market? For me, the cereal that I crave the most that I can never find and is my understanding only available in Korea is a cereal made by Post, which is called Oreo O's, which is essentially like Ooh. Apple Jacks. But chocolate. I remember those. I remember those. And Oreo O's with marshmallows might be the best cereal ever made. Oreo O's. I do remember those. A fantastic cereal. David, do you have a uh, I need non-existent a, I need a, cereal? I need another. I'm trying to think of cereals from my childhood no, that I are. like that aren't there anymore. Well, while you're thinking, uh, Nick, do you have one? Well, that's the thing. I I was not as much of a cereal. I, I was a kid cereal cereal guy, and so I wanted whatever. Uh, look like candy that my mother was hesitant to buy me and then made me eat <laughs> Cheerios. Um, and then I don't have the same uh, adult uh, fascination with it that you do. And so I went on a quick BuzzFeed search to see if I could find um, just something that would jog my memory. Um, I don't think I missed this one, but this is awkward. Does anybody remember Urkel O's? I do remember Urkel O's. Never had them. I do remember Urkel O's. Uh, I don't think I ever had them either. How that cat had his own... Cereal, I, I will never know. I wonder what they tasted like. Strawberry and banana, artificially flavored. Uh, you know. Do you guys remember when Captain Crunch did the whole marketing thing about the um, the um, um, Captain went missing? Oh, I do remember that. And all the boxes of the Captain Crunch. It was like a white cutout with a yes. question mark. Yes. Yeah. I can't find the name of the cereal. I have a T-shirt. Um, the the cereal and I, I can't think of the name of it right now. But um, the Ninja Turtles had a cereal. No, it was a had a had a wizard guide. But the whole box was always um, you to read the back of the box. You had to have a uh, uh, 
a decoder. And, and, and my son still wears the shirt. Um, he still has the shirt, and it has a picture of a little – I think it's – I think it's a wizard guy or something like that. But um, anyway, you you would you would scan the back of the box with the huh. uh, with the um, decoder to actually read what it was. And I'm gonna have to go home and look at his shirt to be able to tell you. You what sure the it was a wizard? Was. It may not have been a wizard, but an I can't. Alien? No, nah, it wasn't an alien. But anyway, Mr. T. I can't. Oh, I can't. Donuts had a cereal. I can't think of the name of it right now. Rocky Road, by the way, is another fantastic cereal. Chocolatey with marshmallows. Uh, the Nintendo cereal system, probably. That, I remember that not being very good. Um, oh, by the way, here's your cereal trivia of the day: Fruit Loops cereal, all flavored the same, no matter what the color. Same with Fruity Pebbles and Tricks. Now, isn't that a kick in the teeth? I did not know that. That's it for my favorite cereal, cereal today. My favorite cereal today. If you if you were just to um. Uh, Here's David's favorite cereal. Oh, Hulk Hogan Superstar cereal. Nice. No. I would love a box of that right now. All right, now. if you were to just give me a choice, I'm going to be stuck somewhere for a while, and you'll buy me some boxes of cereal. Um, if I'm allowed to have two, um, then... Oh, I found Chase's favorite. Uh, Raisin Bran um, would be one of those two. Do kids on the block cereal? Oh yeah! But if I could only have one, um, I'm going fruity pebbles. That's, that's fruity pebbles. Yep, one of my favorites. Fruity marshmallow. Fruity pebbles crispy. are good. By the way, worst cereal of all time in my mind: crispy critters. Never had that. Pop tarts crunch. Did you ever have that, Chase? No, I didn't. Well, it sounds kind of good. All was right, it so alphabets that uh, was the the no. cereal with the wizard? Kellogg's OJ's. All right. Well, that's enough that's silliness. Um, Nick, how about you take us on so we're asking, tour? So we're asking people in the hall, though, yeah. to, uh, as we get ready to transition to the hall, we're uh, – <laughs> yeah, where's the captain? Yep. We're asking people to um, um, to name a cereal that uh, they, they can love, no longer get. But they can't get anymore. Are you going to put that thread in there, Chase? Uh, I will, yes. Or did you already post that? I have not. Huh. I posted a picture of my cereal cabinet, my cereal current collection – uh, which includes 20 boxes that are currently in the rotation. I was wondering if anybody was worse than that. Other than this one that I that can't think of right now, most of my favorite cereals I remember from a kid are still around. You're um, a lucky man. I guess I am. But uh, I guess I just didn't have Mr. T cereal. You know what I think of every time I see Mr. T cereal? The Mr. T cartoon? Nope. Pee Wee Herman's, Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure where they uh, he eats Mr. T cereal in that. Anyway. Bingo cereal. That's nasty. All right, Nick. Is it made of real fingers? Speaking of hall of the hall of dogma, it's time for the hall monitor segment, which, by the way, in upcoming weeks, we have some perhaps news on the hall monitor segment, a new idea we're going to try out. So stay tuned for that. Um, in we do. case, unless you never hear about it again, then it just means we dropped it. Like yeah, we that sometimes do sometimes. Stuff. So, Nick. We do? No. Yeah, never. So, Nick, what's up on the, in the hall of dogma this week? There were a few things, actually. Um, there, there was a lot of discussion this week, actually. But um, first, I want to welcome back Dan. Uh, Yay, Dan, Dan. Yeah. came back after an absence. And uh, it sounds like there's been some things keeping him away, but we're glad that he, he revisited. Um, and just with him mentioning that there have been various circumstances that kept him distracted, just encourage everyone to just um, say a word of prayer for Dan and his family. We don't know any specifics, but um, just let's hold each other up in prayer. Um, as we all have life circumstances, sometimes good, sometimes uh, bad, but just let's let's encourage one another. Um, but glad to have Dan back. 
We also have um, a new nickname in the hall this week. Now, um, come to find out that I need to read down into threads more often than I do, but Herschel Kreiss now has an official and if I said your name wrong, Herschel, I apologize. Um, uh, he'll get on you for that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. did I say it correct? Deservedly so. I, you I, did. Christ. I, okay. I said, his, I said his name wrong, and I've never lived it down. Thanks, Herschel. Maybe that's why I had that <laughs> etched in memory. Um, we, we started off with one name, but he ended up as radioactive. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, he was it. the Virginian for about an hour, and then he, he became radioactive. So, Hey, by the way, Virginian is a pretty cool name, but uh, radioactive is also cool given his – Love of radios and things That's like that. That's kind of funny. He he became radioactive. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, that plan's By the way, I found my cereal. It what was it? it was Kellogg's, um, excuse me, Quaker Havsies. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. And that's Havsies. saying something. It was Quaker Havsies. And you accord- used to eat that? Yeah. What and, are you, from the 40s? No, it was a cereal around 1981 or 82. It had a cartoon right. king as the main character, and it was very similar in appearance and taste to peanut butter Captain Crunch. Mm, yeah. And uh, and and like I said, it came with this decoder and and half you know you you swiped it down and, and cool. could read the back of the box. You just hijacked Nick's segment. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, okay. so to me again. I waited. I waited until he, he, he I waited. There I did go. not remember that. So that's my. See, theory. I thought I remembered the Which decoder thing you're talking about, but I didn't remember that. All right, um, that's all right. So Corey posted an interesting video. Um, that would have it's just funny and so go look for Corey's video um, about the dog attack um, <laughs> that gentleman okay. I'm not sure he doesn't need our prayers but I just watched it for the first time today <laughs> that was funny and uh, um, that was good stuff all right and so we had a couple of uh, movie threads that happened in the hall this week um, Chad had asked who had seen Revelation end of days and for some reason I just thought of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie at first, when I at first glanced at it on my phone. Come to find out that's not what he meant. Um, and so if anybody's seen that or are interested in, in the revelation, those kinds of things, um, Tony had mentioned he found it on demand. And so check that out. We, none of us have seen it, um, but there's a discussion about that. Uh, there was an at-large movie discussion um, in the hall this week that Chase and I didn't necessarily chime in on. Uh, David threw his his two cents in on, but some, inter- some interesting movie choices this year for folks. And a, a wide spectrum of opinions on movies, which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought so. I, I was disappointed at the hate for the Lego movie. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand, guys. The, the 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 Lego. Thank you, Dick. The 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 hate on the Lego movie was. I don't understand it. I I love the Lego movie. I, I get Emmanuel and I are are close friends. We do not have always eye to eye on uh, on movie taste, but. Uh, there was so much Lego bashing. I really like that movie. I'm, I'm thinking maybe these guys never play with Legos. I don't. And, and it may have been part of it. What I, I was seeing it through my kids' eyes in some respects, and when I saw it, it was it was something for them. And so that that may have been. Part I mean, I I think part of the problem is the way they ended the movie, which I don't want to. You know, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know, I don't See, that a spoiler. Me. But that I love the way they ended it. Like I thought it was. I thought it was great. Well, I loved how they brought the real world stuff into the movie and what they did with it and called it, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't bandy the, you know, just calling the things the different things based on them. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, it was I fantastically done. I thought it was so. funny. But there was definitely some uh, diverse opinions. It wasn't as good as movie. God's Not Dead, but it was, you know, it was up there. All right. I'm not going to take your bait there. So the other the other one I'm going to th- call out, and, and, I, and I love my brother here to death. He's been on the show a couple times specifically covering for me. But but I've got to ask Kevin, 
what what is wrong with him that he thinks Guardians is a better movie than Winter Soldier? He didn't, according to now, I didn't see his comment. According to my wife, she told me that he said he didn't even like he, he didn't he make stopped it through watching, five or ten minutes. He Winter stopped Soldier. Wa- Winter Soldier, in my opinion, this is I, the Captain I am, America. I am O. Yes. yes, I'm sorry, I'm Captain o, America Two. Captain America Soldier. Two yeah. is the best uh, up oh, to hold, 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 up hold. to Guardians because I've not seen Guardians yet. Up to that, it's the best Marvel movie they made. I see, I, I still the Avengers. Yeah, I think it's wow. better. Than the Avengers. I don't think it's better than the Avengers. Here's okay. So here's the thing, because it plays off of it. So it's but it, see, that's why I don't. I don't think it's better than the Avengers. I think it's. I think it's a great next start of the next series. Um, you know, I really I went back and watched Iron Man the last couple of weeks after kind of having gotten to where we are in the Marvel universe. So I want to see how it started and and wow, how far those characters have come. But I, I didn't get Winter Soldier being better than Avengers just because you had the culmination of so many storylines mm-hmm. come together. Okay, and, but but it's worth watching the whole thing. Yeah, the the fact that he won't he hadn't watched the whole thing. I call I call Come Doctor Septum. You I, need to I go think, watch all of the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think his geek card is is in jeopardy if you can't even watch the whole oh. movie. The only reason I don't even have a geek card. Look, so the only and I love Kevin. <laughs> I've told him this to his face, and so I'll say it on the show. Because I didn't say it in the thread. The only reason Kevin thinks Guardians is better than anything else is because of all the 80s references. And, and Kevin doesn't realize that two decades have passed since the 80s ended. Wow. Um, Ooh. Ooh. I foresee a fight in your future tomorrow, Darren. <laughs> all right, real quick. To, I'm not to get you guys in on the thread, safe. best movie you saw last year. Gosh, it's hard. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm probably going to have to wuss out go with a mainstream movie um, and, and say Winter Soldier. That fight in the elevator—that's just pretty. Right when he there. says, "When he says, anybody want to get off? Yeah, before we get started, anybody want to get off?" Nick, that was a good line. I don't know. You're, um, you're the movie connoisseur of the three of us. I'm more of a TV guy, so well, which is part of the reason why I am hesitant to. Um, but see, I've seen some movies out of um, out of order. I can't remember um, of the Marvel stuff um, or of, of the kind of more geeky movies. Um, Winter Soldier is actually probably my favorite of the year. I went and saw Hobbit, um, which technically I saw it in 2015, but it came out in 2014. I was underwhelmed with Hobbit. Really? Yeah. Have you seen I, it I, I love the first one. I, I, I will see it. Um, I'm a big fan, but I have not yet. I'm just way behind movie-wise. Yeah, but, oh, look, I stay behind movie-wise. Favorite TV series of 2014? You guys have one? Sherlock. BBC. All right. Um. Like that we watched this year, or that yeah, we oh, well, yeah, that you watched this year. Somewhat fresh for me, I would say The Minimalist. I watched all, all all episodes of The Minimalist this year. I I love that show. Very clever, funny, heartwarming at times. See, we based off of Kevin's recommendation, my wife and I started watching Leverage. Uh, we also watched um, what was the other one? I like- watched The One Hundred on the CW. Um, I have been good. I have been pleasantly surprised with the Flash. Um, I think they do a good job of it, and yeah. oh yeah, it, it's not as dark as Arrow, and it's not nearly as sexual yet as Arrow, which well, I have good for that. I very much appreciated. Um, in terms of just shows in general, I've watched. I'll probably go with Sherlock being right up there. Um, I've been. I was also pleasantly surprised with Agents of Shield. Um, I tried to watch it right after Avengers came out. And I think I was expecting it to be the Avengers. It's different. It's a yes, different story. It, that's the thing. If, if you can kind of go X-Files in the Avengers world, you're cool. If yeah. you watch it expecting it to be like Avengers right out, you're, you're going to be different disappointed. But, yep. uh, if you're a fan of Dollhouse, 
Um, it had a very dollhousian feel. Uh, well, David but, likes to play with dollhouses. I have grown out of that face, but okay. it's good to hear that you're still in it, Nick. Um, if you've ever seen any part of the show Dollhouse, we'd be having a much different conversation right the now. The Joss Whedon, the Joss Whedon show, show Dollhouse. Yes. Um, David hasn't, but I did like Sherlock the season, the season three of Sherlock. One of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Sure. Well, boys, we better speed to the end. Let's run through some of these. Uh, Listener feedbacks. And hey, we got a voicemail when uh, I get ready for that, Nick. Did you have something? I did, and I'm sorry. We got off on movies, and I let myself. Um, I've been meaning to ask us about our New Year's resolutions, but we'll we'll forego that. I do want to point everybody to something Chris um, put in the hall that just blessed me, and, and I want to encourage everyone. Stud-odd? Yes, thank you for saying his last name because I butcher it. Uh, he said, May 2015 be a year of unity in the body of Christ, not a false unity that many are pushing now, a unity of one heart and the same spirit. As we seek and save that which is lost and grow stronger in our knowledge and faith in God, this year will bring oppression and persecution, yet we should stand strong and fight for the truth. Let's set our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, being led by the Spirit to see God do great things in our lives, churches, and communities. God bless you all. And to that, I say a hearty amen. Amen. Chris, amen. appreciate you very much. Hey, speaking of Chris, we also want to pray uh, for health and, and Jesus' name for Chris Atwood and, and his wife who are uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the hospital uh, premature um, baby situation, though. Uh, but he posted in the hall, so... Godspeed to you and your wife, Chris, and to your uh, precious little children. Yes, Amen. Sir. All right. Um, we got a voicemail we're going to play. Uh, first, time, um, first time listener sending in, at Pastor Nick. We heard from Nick Johnson this week, at Pastor Nick. My gospel friends, ring in the new year, listening to the newest episode, the first I've listened to. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. So shout out to you, Nick. We appreciate you listening and and taking the time to tweet at us. I had a couple of guys. I don't know what this one means. Uh, Guys, Jeremiah Martin, he tweeted at at us, hashtag sorry, not sorry, hashtag go Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks? I guess that's a NBA uh, reference there. Tony Staley. Tony Staley. Hashtag go Bucks. Well played, Bama. Bama. Did Alabama Bama. play the Milwaukee Bama. Bucks recently? Because I, I must have missed I that. So. I actually don't think Alabama played recently. Um, yeah. Desiree at Miss Angry Grandma. Hey, that's funny, 59 other. Uh, <laughs> not a huge sports girl, but in your face to the. I, I'm picking up a pattern here, guys. Um <laughs> I don't uh, look. Being a Auburn fan, War Eagle, I don't. Um, oh, you're wait. I'm sorry. You're an Auburn fan now. I've been because on Thursday fan. you were a different fan. I was. I, <laughs> I this was is a, just. This I was is a Buckeyes fan on depressing. Thursday. I thought we were going to skip all this. Hey, sorry, Nick. Why don't we just go to the voicemail? I think let's play the voicemail. That's a good idea. Right, Enough football talk. Hey, I understand Alabama lost that football game, but y'all need to quit talking about Alabama like that. I mean, it's embarrassing. Y'all don't know what y'all are talking about. Alabama's better than Ohio. Oh, wait. I dialed the wrong phone number. Sorry. <sighs> well, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> was that uh, – was... do, do y'all know that person? It sounded like – I don't Somebody know. Somebody from sounded like two... Yeah, it sounded like – That wasn't Janet, was it? Oh, David. <laughs> <laughs> David. All right, that was so Philip from Mulga. I actually didn't know if you guys were going to – I actually didn't know if you guys were going to show up tonight. Um, have, did y'all spend the weekend in sackcloth and ashes over the uh, playoff game? The other I ain't night? gonna lie, it hurt me. Hey, look, I, look, man. all right. So, 
tremendous game. Best game I watched, I think, uh, on that day was um, Michigan State God, and um, and uh, Baylor. Baylor. And, uh, Chase felt like after the Sugar Bowl, like Baylor's kicker. <laughs> well, That's Baylor's kicker true. got killed. Yep. Although he tweeted out later that he really didn't get killed; he was alive. Yes. But uh, Robert Johnson, go 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 Spartans! Um, they um, Sparty on. They, I like they Sparty, won. and they I have a I have a Spartans hoodie for their their assist last year they gave to Auburn to get us the national championship game. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. which. Um, I guess that was where the playoffs were trying to get in the national championship. So Oregon took care of uh, um, Florida State quite unceremoniously, by the way. Yeah, and then that uh, was actually enjoyable. Ohio State, Ohio State, and Alabama was a great game to watch. I loved, I loved the game. Um, Kind of, you know, enjoyed the outcome. But uh, I'm a good Auburn fan, and Auburn, you know, we we look. Can you mute him? You always you pull against the other team. I'm perfectly – look, hey, <laughs> wait a minute, wait. I'm going to say we lost our bowl game. We we couldn't even beat Wisconsin, who's – It was just a depressing you know, so It was just a bad – For Alabama. For all of you SEC haters, this is your time to you shine. You win. Congratulations. You win. Yeah. Yes. You're right. All our good you players win. in the NFL now. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we also heard from a very positive friend of the show, J.D. Hall, who had oh. quite a lot of good things What's to up, say. What's up, J.D.? Can we go back to the football discussion? Please. Um, Hashtag the 13. I mean. (laughs) Oh, they're coming after you now because it's hashtag the 15. 15. Sorry. Last week we talked about on the show. You guys can come after me if you want. You know, it's up to y'all. All All right. But, I mean, I'm I'm having fun right now because that's what people do. That's what we we do. We enjoy ourselves and we have fun. And and I I don't, you are all brothers in Christ as far as I know. And. I rib my fellow brothers in Christ, and I'm ribbing you right now because I think you're taking things a bit too serious. But anyway, go ahead. Indeed. Wow. Uh, so we got call, uh, the, this podcast, uh, the Gospel Friends David's podcast, last week, uh, episode, we talked about the 15. We talked about how to engage issues like Lifeway Bookstore selling unbiblical books and uh, – uh, things of, of that nature. We talked about how to, to to address those sorts of things in a loving sort of biblical way. Our podcast got called finger-wagging junk. I don't know. We don't do a lot of finger-wagging around here, do we? If they'd Are called we us, sanctimonious? If they'd have called us sarcastic and... A little over the top, well, uh, we and irreverent. We could have probably, we could have probably yeah. agreed with that. We um, could have, yeah. So, I, you know, it's... Uh, I I don't I, I'm a reformed guy. I don't I don't say I'm a Calvinist just because it's I I like John Calvin, but when, whenever to me you say you're a Calvinist, it's just it's it's labeling you as following someone. And and I I want to follow Christ, so it, I'm not trying to sound cliche to say I'm not a Calvinist. I'm a Christian. I just don't want to be labeled as some theologian's follower. Yeah. Uh, but I would fall in the Calvinistic Reformed camp. Um, and uh, so a lot of these guys in the 15, uh, again, brothers in Christ, and, and I think we have people that listen to the show um, that, that, would, um, that would kind of go in, in part of that movement. And I think there are points they're bringing up that are good points. I think the question of, um, you know, what kind of books – you know, Lifeway should sell or not sell. I think that's 
That's a perfectly fine discussion to have. I think it's valid. I think there are things to bring up and discussion to bring up to point people toward right doctrine and right ways of thinking. have no issues with any of those things. Um, I do think that, and this is is my opinion, I do think that us Reformed people can take ourselves a bit too seriously sometimes. I would agree. And and so I – you know, I'm poking a little fun, but it's not because I don't love you guys. It's just because I just – I don't think we should be so serious all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we can speak the truth in love, have some joy while doing it, and avoid, uh, you know, getting on our high horse. I will say this one thing. J.D. Hall tweeted us a couple of days ago. Um, we had some dialogue. He said, I will see, say, however, you didn't come talk to us personally before publicly criticizing us for publicly criticizing uh, hashtag the 15. I think that is a point well made. Um, I, it is it is difficult with podcasts and shows like ours to always address the people we're talking about. For instance, we didn't go to Perry Noble before we talked about his article. Um, but at the same time, when it is possible uh, to talk with somebody before you challenge them publicly, I think that's usually a good idea. Um, although, you know, in our business of of giving opinion and editorializing and et cetera, it's not always possible. I will say though that's something for us to struggle with to I, adhere uh, biblically to. I, and I'm fine with that. I, I, look, I want to. I, I do not mind people calling us out biblically on things. I I I, I say to the listeners of the podcast, if if you feel like we're doing something or saying something in an unbiblical way to the point that it is causing you heartache of not wanting to listen to the show, please contact us and tell us that because I want to hear that. Um, from you and would engage that in conversation um, with you. But, you know, me personally, I don't think we were criticizing them. I mean, that that was me. It, it's a movement. Hashtag the 15 is a movement. This is my opinion, David. Chase Chase probably, I think, feels a little differently than I do. But it, it's, uh, it's very difficult when you're going to talk about a movement to go to every person in the movement. There's more than 15, so regardless of what the hashtag is. And, and the point I was trying to make last week was – that tone matters, and and you know you can, um, God's work not done God's way is not God's work, and there there's so many verses that talk about, um, so many verses that talk about the, the, our importance of 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 who we are and being reasonable people and gentle people and kind people and compassionate people and. And, um, you know, we hashed all that out last week. I'm just saying it's what I'm seeing happening in the quote-unquote battle. Um, You know, these guys, many of them now, because of the whole Piper tweet, attacking John Piper, like attacking him and questioning his, you know, his belief system now over this one 140-character tweet that they've not even gotten to him what the explanation was, and they've turned into what feels like when you read it, attack mode. And you may say, well, you know, we're not doing that, but that's what it feels like. And I just, it, it, there's more, the Bible calls us to uphold truth. Yes, but the Bible mandates the tone and the personality with which we uphold truth. I agree. Personality, not not meaning a, a specific one, but how we how we uphold truth, how we talk, how we inter interrelate with each other, um, how we discuss things. So 
It's not just what you do, but it's it's how you do how it. You the do Bible it. speaks to both of those, and you can't forsake one for the point of the other. You're not being it's 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 not more it's not upholding truth more being what appears to be mean spirited than it is to uphold truth being lighthearted. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I, I like your reverse Hudson Taylor there. Uh, God's work not done God's way is not God's work. That's good. That's a good move. We need to start using that a little more. And I will say that 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 along those lines, this is my final word for the episode. Um, and this is this is an exhortation to the hashtag fifteen. This is not a criticism. This is an exhortation. Tone matters. As David has said, the way you go about doing something, the way you go about speaking truth matters. There's a way you can speak the truth that is loving and piercing and endearing and opens up the listener to hearing from you. And there is a way you can speak the truth that is abusive and pharisaical and judgmental and haughty and will cause people to tune you out. Tone matters. That does not make me or David or Nick the tone police. But don't just simply throw up your shield and say, hey, we're saying the right things. It doesn't matter how we're saying it. Listen to the people that are challenging your tone because you might find they're allies with you in your truth that you're sharing. How do I know tone matters? Because I look at Scripture. Um Ephesians 4, 1 and 2, I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Now, that's Scripture. That's binding for us. And I'm going to throw out one more. Now, again, I'm not the tone police. I'm not preaching. I'm exhorting which is, I think, what we're supposed to do with each other scripturally. 2 Timothy 2.24, Paul says, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. All right, that's a command in Scripture. If you want to be the Lord's servant, if you want to point out other people who may be believers, because the fact of the matter, I've seen a lot of people call uh, John Piper apostate, not a believer. You don't know that. You can't say that. But if you want to be a believer, if you want to follow the Lord, if you want to be the Lord's servant, you are called to correct your opponents with gentleness. Why? Paul says it right there. Because God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. That is not me speaking. That is the unbreakable, unavoidable, authoritative word of the Lord. If you are dealing with people online, dealing with Lifeway, dealing with teachers who uh, sometimes teach God's word, sometimes teach things that may not be God's word, you're called to correct them with gentleness, called to and and that's that's worth pondering when we're criticizing when we're challenging when we're admonishing are we doing it with gentleness that's my final word for the day 
and love is we're told to love our enemies, told to love each other, and love is defined for us. Love is defined for us in First Corinthians thirteen. It says, "Love, the kind of love we're called to, is patient and kind. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful." It it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing. So, no, we're not going to rejoice at wrongdoing. It rejoices with the truth, but it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. There's, there's a way to, there is a way to uphold truth that is in line with the character the New Testament presents to us. And I can hear people saying, well, you know, Jesus overturned the, the tables in the, in the temple, and, and Paul, you know, Paul gave harsh language to heretics. Yes, but but you know here's what I don't think we should do. I don't think we should follow the narrative of what Paul did when we have ex- explicit commands toward what we're supposed to do. I have no issue if if Paul got to be Paul and the rest of us don't. I have no issue with that because the Bible can God can tell us to do whatever he wants to through this word. So I'm not going to model what I saw what I what I appear what it appears Paul did. I'm not going to model that and and in doing so, forsake the very, the very clear commands of how I'm supposed to interact with people. That's an interesting point. So, I have to ponder yeah. that for a while. Okay. Anyway, hey, by the way, there's a great book I, I recommend to all my Calvinist friends out there, um, uh, written by a Calvinist. But one of the great critiques on Reformed theology is called Killing Calvinism – how to Destroy a Perfectly Good Theology from the Inside by a guy named Greg Dutcher, D-U-T-C-H-E-R. And you can find it on Amazon. Uh, the Kindle is $5.78. Um, paperbacks, I think $10 if you're a Prime member. Great book that I really recommend anyone who's kind of a Reformed person to read. This guy is a Calvinist, but he writes about some of the mistakes we make out of that uh, theology. So good book. Highly recommend that. Amen and amen, Nick. You okay? We kind of um, we kind of hogged that last segment. Uh, no, I wanted um, if the bullets start flying, they ought to fly y'all's way. I got no quarrel with the fifteen. Amen to that. Thank you, buddy, <laughs> we'll for having our back. Few weeks, if that's uh, a wise move or not. Thank you for having our back. Uh, no, all sincerity. Uh, you know, Chase came to us um, in show prep and just really had an had an unction to. Um, speak to the situation and, and had a heart for it. And uh, everything he said, I wholeheartedly agree with. Tone does matter. I, I'm a guy that can lose my cool. Um, and I've been. Amen. I'm <laughs> wow. oh, sorry. Gently. Wow. Gently. I was, Gently David. I, I was just about time, to say, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have been um, softly corrected by uh, gentlemen sitting in this room, and I have been sternly corrected as my. Uh, Behavior is warranted, and tone and tone does matter, and 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 I think it, it, it's an echo of what you all said. But I think you can say the right thing the wrong way, and it'd be wrong, uh, you know. And it, you undermine the integrity of your message by your delivery, and, and so um, it's it's something I struggle with all, all the time. Is my delivery and and, my, and perception of people have because that's pretty tweetable right there you undermine the integrity of your message by your delivery you guys have said some good things today i'm impressed well, yeah, to, we got we got a gold star from chase Did you hear that that's a cape for us there you, there go. you go i get two today well, that's a wrap for episode 32 the first of 2015 happy new year to everyone until next week guys grace and peace goodbye
Hey, soups. First of all, humility much? Second of all, go ducks. We ready? Yep. Here we go. At least you're not saying go Buckeyes anymore. Three. Nope. I'm done with that. Although, Urban Meyer's a believer, so I think. I Is he I'm, really? Yeah. He's, he's a, he's he's a Catholic. Hey, brothers, we're not professionals. You don't know if he's Catholic. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. He's totally Catholic. You don't know that. He is Catholic. He actually got in trouble at Ohio State for, um, or not in trouble, but the Ohio State had to, almost got sued because he's he's always done Bible studies with his players at his house. He is a Catholic, a devout Roman Catholic. Well, very clearly he's going to hell. I didn't say that. I just said he's a Catholic. Ready? Urban. Three. Be one of the hints that he's Catholic. Why? That's the name of a famous pope. Or several popes. Three. Two. At least eight. Why do you keep counting? <laughs> Are either one of you goobers planning on doing this podcast tonight? Sometimes I have to aggravate you at the beginning to kind of get myself interested in the podcast. <laughs> Nick, I guess we'll just get started. You You join us when you can. We That's never talk way. about my favorite topics, so These I have to get my to my get interested. <laughs> when the dog, bites. I don't know. Should put we that in there. Talked more about my favorite topics. I would be more interested, and in. I probably wouldn't aggravate you nearly as much. You're not even going to ask me what my favorite topic I'm is. trying to think of what I can give you favorite topic-wise. What are your favorite topics, Chase? Are we recording? <laughs> no. Go no. ahead. Mm-mm. The Bible. <laughs> we don't talk enough about that. Brought to you this week by the number of you know seconds. You're to start that over because I'm going right as you start talking. Here we go. Oh, man, you gave away your intro. Now you got to do another one or we won't be surprised. Brought to you this week. There really does need to be like a second or two of silence. <sighs> okay, I'm ready for real. Makes the edit really weird. Brought to you this week by the number of seconds in 32. <laughs> I think 
Your intro is stupid, David. You need a better one. Brought to you this week by the number of bullet holes I would like to put in Chase and Nick right now. <laughs> and 32 still wouldn't stop me. Well, you did gain some holiday weight. <laughs> You're not really laughing, are you? That was funny, boil face. <laughs> it's not on my face. It's on the side of my head underneath my hairline. Oh, boil head didn't sound as funny. So boil I changed head, it on the way out. Boil head, based on the evidence in the room, is over there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not the you, one who has had my finger plugging a hole all afternoon. <laughs> I, it, it's, hey, whoa. I'm, I'm, it's, wow. It's bugging hey, me. It's bugging me. All right. Can we go? Wait. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> I'm making myself not talk. Hurry up. <laughs> David is... Combing his beard awkwardly. No, I was doing what Chase does. He's looking for boils. I don't do that. That's what monkeys do. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good description. Chase, what do you think? Well, <laughs> look, I have the itchiest nose and nose area in the world. No, it's not. It's a twitch. It's a nervous twitch. It's not. It itches. No, it's a nervous twitch. Nah, you wish when it was. when someone. When someone asks you something that's pressing, where you have to think about it, maybe a bit controversial, that's what you do. Because my nose itches. All right, ask me a pressing controversial Well, your question. nose might start twitching. Why did you ask David out on a date this week? Were those pictures from your wife? Oh, crap. Were those pictures from your I wife really, really your favorite Christmas present? You better start. My my, my godly meter is detecting sin coming out of my mouth. 